Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Game 7 is in the books. How did Milwaukee look? What's next for Bud's team? It's time for Milwaukee's basketball postgame show with Tim Allen on 1250 AM, The Fan. It is a final and Game 7 goes the Bucks' way. Welcome in, everybody. It is a special edition of Milwaukee's basketball postgame show. Yeah, not just me, Tim Allen. There's Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. And just jubilation here as the Bucks head to the Eastern Conference Finals again for the second time in the past three seasons. It took overtime, but 113-111 as they get it done. And, man, we have to sort this out. Sit down, big three. All of you three, sit down because your season's over and the Bucks advance, that opponent will be determined tomorrow. But this is a celebration here to get to the next level. And uh, who, who thought this? I thought this game was, Stevie, I thought this game was lost about 58,000 times in this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess, you know, you look at that first half of this Bucks team, they looked like they had no idea how to play in a game seven. They looked like they were scared, nervous, whatever you want to call it. Hitting the side of backboard, shooting air balls. They looked horrible, but yet they were still right there. They probably could have been down 15 or 20, but they were still right there uh, at the end of it. And that was uh, simply amazing. And this game, uh, again, a big, big win uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. Big, big win for the Milwaukee Bucks. Huge, huge win for the Bucks organization, really. And apparently it's not over. Apparently, it's not over. Point yeah. three left, and Brooke Lopez is now at the line uh, shooting free throws. And he made the first one, so now it's 114 to 111. Now just miss it on purpose, with and you're good. Point three left. You would hope. This is the same Brooke Lopez that didn't yeah, know did how Mark, much shot was on the shot clock. Did Mark Davis really? try and extend this game a little bit? Yeah, I think he, he made did. the next one, 115 to 111. 
Uh, and now they'll inbound, and that's the end of the game. Now it's official. 115 115-111. 115-111 is the official final. 414-799-1250. And, uh, and all of us that just wanted to slow the roll here just a little bit on, on the fire coach Bud bandwagon here, that's okay, and I get that. But let's just hold off and see how this thing turns out. Because I'll tell you, this game here tonight, it, it, it going into this game, let's think about this earlier today. You, if you win this game, you feel pretty good about Atlanta or Philly. I'm just saying. Now, I'm not guaranteeing that they're going to win the Eastern Con- Conference Finals here. I'm just saying that you feel one hell of a lot better facing either one of those teams than you did heading into this Brooklyn series. Well, I mean, a lot of people, including myself, said that whoever wins this series is probably going to be the NBA champ. Um, and I'll be honest, I still feel the same way. I, I think it, I don't think it's any different. I, I still think, you know, you beat the Nets. I don't think there's anybody in the West that presents a, a problem necessary for the Bucs where you look at this series and go, yeah, they can't win that one. I don't think there's Atlanta or Philly where you look at that and go, yeah, they can't beat them. This Nets team was the one team, and then maybe the Lakers because of LeBron and Anthony right, Davis, right, yep. where you look at it and go, okay, well, this could be a problem. But but that hasn't that that's not going to be the case with anybody left going forward. I think you look at this Bucks team and go, they're going to be the most talented team left in the playoffs. And now they just have to execute. And Drew Holiday, please do not play that bad again. Please, oh, I beg you, wow. do not play that bad again. Because the fact that you were able to overcome Drew Holiday playing as horrible as he did, and you not shooting threes all that great either was simply remarkable that you were able to still win that basketball game. It's just an incredible the way they started both Middleton and, and Holiday, and you thought, wow, this this one could get away, as you said. I mean, they were down 10 in this game. They were down 6 at the half, but just battled, found a way, found a way to stay in there. And and I will say this, that you, you say they're, they're looking good for the NBA Finals. Okay, I, I might agree with the, with you that they're the most talented. But the other thing to look at, especially compared to Brooklyn – and and I haven't looked at the other teams. Maybe maybe they're they're the most healthy team. Well, that too. That's still alive. Yeah, that too. But I mean, again, I mean, Chris Paul, Paul, for instance, you know, he's in COVID protocol. But by the time you get to the NBA Finals, he'll be ready to go. If if Phoenix obviously gets to that point, uh, and then Philly, they're all beat up and hurt. I mean, Embiid yep. can't stay healthy. He's got that meniscus issue that he has going on. Uh, and then you look at Atlanta now. Atlanta. If it's the Hawks, that means you get home court advantage now starting on Wednesday if the Hawks are able to beat Philly uh, in their final game of that series tomorrow, which, again, would be a big advantage for the Bucs to have a Game 7 in Milwaukee if you need a Game 7 in Milwaukee against Atlanta. But then it's Bogdanovich and that whole Bogdanovich trade that never happened. That becomes a storyline in that series and how Bogdanovich plays uh, against the Bucs. Trey Young, Drew Holiday's going to have to do a good job against him. So there'll definitely be storylines, but... The Bucks will be favored in any series they're in the rest of the way now to win this thing. Yeah, and and it looks like they're in a little bit of a you know rest mode here because they were you know Giannis is sucking wind out there. I mean they it it, it appeared to me now KD missed at, at the end of regulation actually made it to tie it, but uh, they were this close from losing on a buzzer beater three in Game Seven of the semis. Yes, this toes close. on the line. I mean, that that is going to be uh, pictured everywhere is the toes on the line because I didn't feel good at that point um, with, with KD with the ball in his hands. But, 
I mean, he made, he made the shot, and then the Bucks can't get a bucket, although you credit their defense in overtime because nobody really wanted to score an OT. Right. So we, we want to get your reaction here, 414-799-1250. We'll keep our eyes on the, on the Brewers uh, as well. But uh, the big story, the lead story here in the state of Wisconsin, here in the city of Milwaukee, Bucks are headed back to the Eastern Conference Finals here as they get a 115-111 overtime victory over the Brooklyn Nets. They're down 2-0 in the series. Come on right back. And, and even things up, then they trade a couple of games right there and it, and it set up the Game 7. You know, you hate to go into Game 7 saying, well, get to Game 7, anybody can beat anybody. Because the health part of this told me that they were probably going to be in this game. You never knew. Right, because of the Harden uh, minutes yep. and his hamstring, and Durant's played a ton of minutes as well, and they both played over 50 minutes tonight too. But I, I will say this, that I, I'm glad that those types of Jordan rule calls are not going to be prevalent here moving forward. That part of me in this series did, I, I, I was a little miffed at this because it, it's clear to me that Giannis plays a little bit more physical and that kind of distorts what these referees see a little bit. It does. And they, they, he just does not get the calls that other stars get, and that's fact, and we saw it here again in Game 7. So what? Okay, turn the page. Now maybe he's the biggest star on the court here moving forward, and he will start getting those phantom calls. Uh, probably not, but I, 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 I just, look, I, and you know, it's comparable to a guy that was a center in Shaquille O'Neal, I guess, to a certain degree where Shaq would get hacked constantly and they would never call fouls one way or the other because of, like you said, the physical style in which he plays. But to be honest with you, I mean, I don't really want Giannis at the line. I mean, I, I understand sure. as part of it, you want to get the fouls. You want to set him to the line. I mean, shoots that air ball there late in the game too. Uh, during that whole process. So I don't know if I really want him at the line as much as, say, uh, James Harden gets to the line in the game. Harden hits his shots. Giannis doesn't. So, yes, you want the respect. Yes, you want him to be treated like a multiple MVP winner. Uh, and you want him to be treated like a guy that's about to win an NBA championship, possibly. Yeah, you want all of that for sure. I'm just saying, big picture-wise, do we really want him at the line 15, 20 times in a game? I don't know. They may have gotten away with the victory without overtime. There was uh, two, a little over two seconds left on the shot clock, a little over seven seconds left on the game clock, and uh, Bucks ball, and they don't even get a shot off right there. And that was just before KD hitting the two to tie the game at, at, uh, at the end of regulation. That, to me, was the low point uh, in, this, in this ball game. You don't even get a shot right there. You, make, you design a play right there to get a shot, and you make the bucket. You win in regulation. I did not feel good after that situation. You knew KD was going to come down with the ball in his hands. He was going to throw up anything. Close your eyes. Right. It was almost like a Curry situation of a, a few years ago. He could have just shut his eyes and just threw it near the basket it was going to go in and and that's what ended up happening but just by you know a, a fraction of an inch or maybe a half inch or so toes on the line save the bucks in regulation and they go on in overtime for a four-point victory 115 111 we'll check out some of the numbers in this one want to get your reaction here as the bucks move on and how do you feel now in this next series it's the eastern conference finals it's going to be Atlanta or Philadelphia, uh, as uh, Sparky just said there. 
Uh, Philly kind of beat up, and, and, you know, you feel good about that. Atlanta, maybe a little bit of an upstart. I think they're surprising some folks with a, a 3-3, a Game 7 coming up in that series. But how do you feel now, not only in the Eastern Conference, but moving all the way into and possibly a victory in the NBA Finals here. They're still alive, and we're talking about it here at 1250 AM, the fan. Dial it up, 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. Jameson and Shoreward, you're first up. Milwaukee's basketball postgame show with Tim Allen and me, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. What an incredible night. I'm so excited. <laughs> this is, this, I've been waiting for this for a long time, and it feels really, really good to be one of the people who had faith I'm not one of the naysayers. I knew we could get this done. It was a little bit more difficult. I should say it was a lot more difficult than I thought it was. I really thought Harden and Durant were going to be gassed, but apparently uh, not doing a lot of load management. I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, Giannis was really gassed at the end. And moving forward, I'm hoping – I'm I'm hoping we are in shape, but we're we're in really good shape moving forward. Uh, we are definitely one of the healthier teams still left in the playoffs. And uh, Tim Tim's there, right? Yeah, Tim's yeah. here. Yep. Yeah. Tim, I gotta tell you, I finally broke through in in the daily. I don't care if I have to split it with forty other people. I finally finished first. Thank oh. you very much, Pat Connaughton. And- Mr. Lopez doing well and moving forward. I think we, we have this. This should be our championship. We're the healthiest team. We're playing well. We need Holiday to step up a little bit going forward. A little but bit? Think, a little oh, bit? Man, You need a hell of a lot more out of Drew Holiday than what you got tonight. He came wow. up big there late in the fourth, but to he that did. point, he killed you. Till that point, I, I even put up my Facebook. It said something like, didn't we trade Eric Bledsoe last year? Everybody Bledsoe. was killing him online. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, everybody. But, but he really stepped up. Without him, we, he, we wouldn't be here. Middleton stepped up because he didn't have that good of a first half either. Jameson, thanks Got for the call. I got to get some of these other calls. And yeah. you said it to me, you know, as we were watching the game. At one point, Tim goes, uh, to be honest, the only person I trust right now is Chris Middleton with the ball. Yeah, and that that was it because you felt pretty good. He, you know what? You you have to start. We have to start giving Middleton a little more credit than he's been getting. Now I know he's been a lightning rod. Is he a big? Is he a member of the big three? Is he even a, a three? Is he a two? What is he? After a start like that, to to have the recovery, him and Holiday uh, to start out, there was something like a four for twenty two from the field, and and it just it just wasn't working, but. I think we do have to give Middleton some credit and Holiday to at least bounce back to hit the two buckets late. Uh, you give him that a little bit. P.J. Tucker, yeah, yeah, that that's what he's there for. Play some defense. He did foul out late. Uh, you wondered if that was gonna if that was gonna sting him a little bit, but they got it done tonight, guys. They're into the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, it, uh, in in big stuff. And I never in my life thought I'd ever say thank God for Pat Connaughton. But thank God for Pat Connaughton. Here's Connaughton. Catch and shoot for three. <laughs> Pat Connaughton nails it. And that was a big shot right there. Offense, last few possessions for the Bucks, Unable to score, but Connaughton not afraid. Great pass ahead by Holiday. 
I mean, Connaughton, again, that highlight courtesy of TNT, that Connaughton, three of five from three in that game, yeah, yeah. and seemingly was hitting big shots when they needed him to stop net runs. Ended up with nine points and four boards. Patsy was big in that game. I mean, this is exactly really um, all, all of us that were like, okay, what are we going to do here? It's game seven. How are we going to feel? Is it, is it revamp? Re- I said it the other day on the air that this is a very critical time in this Bucks organization. For sure. It is. It's yep. a tipping point when you look at a scale of, you know, a five, seven-year window before and after. We're right in the middle of that. So which way does it go? Stay of execution for Bud. Some people will think that. But let's just see how this plays out. They got it to game seven. This was an awesome series, guys. It was. And when you look at the, the Bucks' defense, in the number of games that they held the Nets in this series, under 100 was huge. It was, it was huge. And now you can just sort of – I don't know if, if the Bucks' style is to uh, play with a little swagger here, but it does allow them to maybe get to that point for sure. All right, let's go to Mike on the south side. You're next on 1250 AM, The Fan with Tim Allen and Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Hey, guys. You know, I called all week. I had Brooklyn. I'm a Bucks fan. So they beat the big one and a half. Harden and Durant. Yep, yep. Now, what did he go off, 49? Went to game seven? Well, look, I mean, Kevin Durant, that was a, uh, according to Malika Andrews, that was the highest point total by any player in a game seven with 48 points, nine boards, and six assists, 17 of 36 wow. in 53 minutes. I hate that dude. <laughs> that dude needs to rest his legs for a long time. Brooklyn. Now, I'll be real quick. I know you're up against it. I don't want to hear all week, oh, I hope we get Atlanta. We can beat Atlanta. What have, what has this team showed you in this series? You got two tough series coming up. You got it, either Philly or Atlanta, and then these West teams are good. And I'll hang up and listen. All right, thanks for the call. You get yourself into trouble when you try and pick your opponent. That's why, you know, these sports leagues uh, – in the last few years, are kind of tinkering with that idea, maybe a little bit down the line, where you could eh, pick your opponent, pick your poison here. Get yourself into trouble when when you do that. Let's just see how it plays out. And I think it's a complete reset. This was a grueling series. I, I think you can say that on both sides. And we'll probably hear a little bit of that out of Coach Bud and, and uh, Giannis and others, that th- this took a lot out of them. And yet, do we have a start time on Game One of the Eastern Conference Finals? Uh, I don't. Yet? No, I don't think so yet. But they we can. We can. Th- we can check. Planned out a little bit. Well, they I mean, don't know where they're playing, so it's either going to oh, be in true. Philly true, true, or true. in Milwaukee. Yep. Those are two different time zones. Yeah. So yep. from that perspective, I think that probably plays into it a little bit. Um. So they uh, move on, and we're celebrating that tonight. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. All right, uh, we'll get to more of your calls on hold, 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. If you were in the Deer District tonight, I really want to hear from you. I think Tim does too, because that looked like a wild, wild yeah. scene in the Deer District as the Bucks get the win, 115-111. They advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. We go celebrate and have a good time. It's time. 
Bucks get the victory. It took overtime tonight as the uh, Milwaukee Bucks win it 115-111. And the beat goes on here. Welcome back. A special edition Milwaukee's basketball postgame show. Tim and Sparky tonight as the season does not end. And I know a lot of fans were expecting that. A lot of what I call the doom and gloomers. That was me. Yeah, they're never going to. Was that you? I said the Nets were going to win yesterday on the the way out. I thought the Nets were going to win. And it almost played out exactly like I said. Rami and I were going back and forth about it yesterday in our crosstalk between Madness and Rami's show. And he's like, why are you, why? And I said, because at the end of a game, I'm going to trust Durant and Harden probably more than I'm going to trust Giannis and Middleton. And that was exactly what happened in a close game. It came down to the end, and Durant's toes were on the line, and they go to overtime. And then you they you go to the overtime, another big situation, and this happens. 45 seconds left in overtime. Ten on the shot clock. Middleton spinning and hits. Big bucket for Chris Middleton. And the Bucks. Take the lead, 113-111 as the Nets call for time. So Middleton hits a huge shot, and now guess whose turn it is again? Katie, and this happens. Guarded by Holiday. Durant for three. Comes up with an air ball with three-tenths of a second remaining. And the Milwaukee Bucks with the 113-111 lead. And they end up winning 115-111. Middleton with a big shot. KD fires up an air ball trying to win it. Instead of just taking the two and going to the yep. rim, he yep. tried to knock him out because I think he was exhausted and wanted to get out of there. Huge victory might be the understatement, but one of the better victories in, in the organization's history when you think about it. They were 0 for, what, 8? 0 for 8 uh, in Game 7s on the road historically in this city. Um, uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks organization on the road, Ofer. They finally get it done, and and how you feel moving moving forward here? Seven nine nine twelve fifty Milwaukee's basketball post game show special edition tonight. We'll get an update on that Brewer game as uh, you're keeping a, a, an eye on that. But you guys down uh, coming out of that district down there on a beautiful night like tonight, and <laughs> the ebb and flow of this game. I was losing my mind during this game. All right, let's go to Kyle. Kyle, you're next on the fan. What's happening? What's going on, guys? Uh, can you can you talk a mu- as much about a Bucks win today as you can? Uh, it's unbelievable. Okay, um, I thought they lost it. As soon as we went into overtime, I thought they lost it. I thought they were gone. They were done. It's over. And then all of a sudden, they come up, Middleton, unbelievable, okay? This is the world champion Bucks. okay? I am now a believer. A believer in what? In Middleton, you're saying, or in the Bucks? The Bucks. The Bucks. I was a disbeliever. I I went into game seven saying, uh, they probably won't win. They won it. They won it out clean, and they won it against all odds. Plus, I don't think the NBA wanted them to win it. I don't think the NBA wants the Bucks to advance. I do not think that's true. 
and they did. They still did. I yep. think the Bucks will win the NBA championship now. Uh, they Count they it. could very well do that, Kyle. I I think that it is actually. Um, this was the turning point. This was the this was the turning point tonight. The OT. If they would have won it in regular season or in the um, actual like you know if they were regulation won it in the fourth right. quarter, yeah. it would be something different. But the fact that they came back in OT and won it, yeah. I think it's done. Guys. Kyle, thank thanks for the call. Yeah, they they uh, this this does give them. A, a little bit of momentum heading into the Eastern Conference Finals. But bigger picture, guys, I, I think you you have to look at this window of time here where it's almost like the basketball gods. Here we go, Stevie. There, <laughs> we bring up the baseball gods all the time. It's almost like the basketball gods, you know, were rewarding these guys for being freaking good the last three years. And they are a quality team. And we get sort of diluted here in the city with, you know, some of the naysayers and some of the doom and gloomers and, you know, they, they're underachieving. They get, you know, uh, sent home packing by, by the heat and the bubble and they lose a 2-0 uh, lead in the series in the Eastern Conference Finals against Toronto and it's just not going to be the thing. But when you think about it, they've been one of the, and this is not arguable, one of the best teams in the NBA the last three full seasons. Now, again, you had a shortened season, but the last three years, they have been one of the better teams in the NBA. And and are we finally starting to see that here? A little luck goes into this. I understand Absolutely. That. But a luck goes into any championship. Yeah. If it's baseball, if it's football, whatever, Things you have, have to, go to right. get. Yeah, you have to get breaks along the way. You just do. And call it whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Call it the Eastern Conference Finals and a series in which they're going to be favorited in. That's what's going to happen. It's simple. So, I mean, I again, I said it in the beginning, I'm going to say it again. They should win the whole damn thing now. I mean, that that's all it is. There's no team left that's uh, left playing that's more talented than this team. There, there is no team. You're, you're scaring me on that. On a selfish note, so about a month ago, um buddy of mine goes to Vegas. I give him a $100 bill. All right. I, say, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but just I'll, I'll call you or text you or whatever. Drop it into a slot. He's staying at Caesars. No, it was going to be a, a sports future. Oh, okay. It, it, clearly, it was going to be. And I just I was just waffling back and forth. Do I go? Now this again. This was uh, five weeks ago, and I was thinking, you know, does LeBron come back and they stay alive? And then I'm thinking, ah, should I just go chalk and go Brooklyn? It looks like they're on the path. Back and forth, back and forth. Finally, um, on his last day there, I just texted him and said, just bring it home. Now, the leader in the clubhouse, Stevie, here's where I'm getting to, was the Bucks to win it all. And I don't really care about it at this point. <laughs> at this point. Right. I didn't take the Bucks championship over, you know, a $100 future bet. That would have netted probably... I don't know, five to one odds, four to one odds at the, at that point. So four or five hundred dollar ticket coming back. Don't even care about that. We'll just roll with this now. Get a reset. You take a deep breath. 
You get more Bucks conversation. We're going to be all over it here on the fan moving forward. Bart on uh, Monday mornings going to lose his mind. So uh, tune in for that. Wendy's big show wow. with you and, and Gary and Leroy, and then Rami in the afternoon. If he makes it to Monday morning, I have a feeling based on Twitter he's celebrating hard right now. Uh, Bill in Waukesha, you're next in Milwaukee's basketball post game show with Tim Allen and me, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. What's up, Bill? Oh, Bill was there. I don't know how he got knocked off. Let's try it again. All right, Bill, go ahead. Hey, I wasn't down there, but uh, Waukesha, Waukesha. All the bars in Waukesha, we're all just having a freaking great time. That's awesome. uh, Unbelievable game. Everybody's just rocking it out right now. And uh, um, for some reason, I knew they were going to win. I never gave up hope. Never ever, ever gave up hope on the whole dang game. And uh, it came true. And yep. it's about time. When the when, Back in the 80s when we had uh, three big guys in there, the little, little short jump shot when we should have made it to the finals, I forgot who was that. <laughs> who was that guy? I, I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, I'm not sure. You I don't, don't remember? No, no. This was an '80s Bucks player that's short. Okay, Sam, you, you got a you got a project here. Okay, so you thanks for the call, Bill. So you never gave up hope and really thought they were going to win this series. All right, fair enough. That's not where I was. Where I was, let's see. One of you, one of your guys there, Gary Ellerson, always says this, and and I learned this over the years. There's certain situations where you just say, let's see how it plays out here. Let's just let's not go overboard here, one extreme to the other. I know we're passionate about this stuff, and right. I know you know we tend to go a little sideways. I'm guilty of that as, as, as well as anybody. But in this series, certainly once it was tied 2-2, that's when I shifted from, hey, let's just see how this shakes out here because I thought Budenholzer was getting – the short end of the stick here. Now, are there flaws? Okay, he went away from all this defensive uh, technique and, and change that he made throughout the season. He went away from that early in this series. So there's something to be said about that. Despite that, though, I said, let's just see how it plays out. Certainly when we get to Game 7 here. This was just sort of sit back and, and, and be a fan and just, you, you got a chance at this thing. They never. There, there was one time it it, it uh, was a nine or ten point deficit in this game. That was the tipping point. The six point deficit at halftime was a little bit of tipping point coming out. What they go on a they go on an eight zero or six zero run immediately. It turned out to be uh, by the late second into the early third. That was an eleven zero run combined before and after halftime. That was a huge part of this. And I don't know what was said at halftime there, but you could see a little something different there. Ball movement, I think, could have been a little bit better here, although it wasn't horrible in this one. It was just the shooting early. And I don't know how they weren't down 19 points in this game with that type of shooting early. Totally agree. A tweet here from Bart Winkler, Bart uh, Winkler Show, weekday morning, 6 to 10. Eight to go, baby. We have so much more to celebrate, but enjoy tonight like it's the last night on earth. We are breaking <laughs> curses tonight. 
<laughs> Bart Wiggler tweeted that. Like I said, I just hope he makes it to Monday. Uh, it's Sparky and uh, Tim Allen, Milwaukee's basketball postgame show. Uh, the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, they win 115 to 111 over the Brooklyn Nets. Nate James and a cast of thousands all on hold. You can jump aboard as well. 414 799 1250. 414 799 1250. Joe Harris just flips it over to Jeff Green. Now that does it. The Bucks with the 115-111 victory over the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, indeed. They get it done tonight, Milwaukee, and we're talking about a Milwaukee's basketball postgame show. Special edition, Tim and Sparky, as the Milwaukee Bucks move on to the Eastern Conference Finals, and they will uh, well, they will face, obviously, either Philly or Atlanta. And uh, when when was it that you thought that, you know what, they're they're gonna they're gonna win this game? I think, you know, I don't know the numbers, and there's probably not a lot of data out here. It's just in in uh, reading social media and listening uh, to you guys, uh, Stevie, and the, on the Wendy's Big Show, Bart and Rami as well. Uh, I, I don't know if there was a ton of folks that thought that they were going to come out alive in this series. And, and it, despite the injuries, I think it was a lot of times it was, oh, man, see, that just never happens. You know, now they're, I, I dare I say it, in a little bit of a driver's seat. Yes. They're the most talented team alive, Correct. and they're the most healthy team yep. alive in the NBA today, folks. Yeah, no question. Somebody uh, texted me uh, and said that, I want to know if I saw uh, the post game. Uh, they must have had him mic'd up or something. Uh, Sheila uh, uh, from over at Wendy's. She said, "Did you hear Giannis when he was hugging Porter say we're going to need you?" Uh, that's good because he didn't play at yeah. all in the whole second half of that series. So we'll see if we get Bobby Portis. What's going to play on somewhat. with him? Is, is well, it yeah. just a matchup thing? Bud, is it Bud's, an injury I, thing? No, Bud said a couple games ago it was for spacing issues. Uh, so yeah. that's, but Bobby Portis can shoot the three. Like, I don't, whatever. I don't get it. Yeah, Not to mention know. the He's, fact he... that Brooklyn was playing small ball anyhow, so Portis would have worked. But, you know, say what you want outside of that Brook Lopez fiasco in the corner when he didn't know how much time was left on the shot clock, apparently. Outside of that, I mean, he had a huge block there late. Uh, he he has had impact for sure. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. 799-1250. Let's get some more reaction here. Bucks headed to the Eastern Conference Finals. We'll go to Nate. Nate, you're next on the fan. What's happening? How we doing, fellas? How we doing? Doing good. Um, Great. Uh, Tim, I don't remember if you remember. Uh, we had a conversation a couple weeks ago. It was after, uh, you know, it was actually like a week ago uh, after the Sunday night game uh, with the Bucks, and then the Brewers had uh, one also that that day. And I mm-hmm. said, we yeah. just got to take it one day at a time, um, one day at a time. And uh, I haven't been calling in the sports talk radio the last week or so because I've I've been trying to keep that mind state just I haven't been trying to get too overhyped about it but I haven't been trying to get too low about it um I've been listening but I haven't been calling in but uh and I'm and it's just a great feeling at this point I'm just I'm just on a high right now um one thing I do got to say is we definitely got to give coach Bud some credit today um coach Bud did a great job managing them fouls because the refs I don't know what it was but the refs it seemed it was very one sided and it seemed like they were definitely up against up against the without troubles. Drew had five, 
Um, P.J. Tucker had five for a lot of the uh, fourth quarter going into that overtime period. And uh, it seemed like a lot of fouls were just coming out of the blue. Well, so Nate, it's we just like game. Us. It's just like game five. Game five, you had you had Brooke, um, Giannis, and 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 I believe Holiday, all with two fouls in the first quarter. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how you can early on in this one, and I'll let you respond. Early on in this one, I was fuming at these calls. You you get Harden that just throws his legs out there. You you get KD, you breathe on him. Giannis, they're pounding. And I know that's been historically sort of the thing with Giannis. He plays a little bit more physical, and there's a little little bumper car action going on. But my goodness, it just uh, – the the hypocrisy between the two sides of, of play. You, you look at, as I said, Harden and KD's play in the fouls against. You look at Giannis and his play in the fouls against. It's just not right. Guys, it's not right. Yeah, and Harden, Harden had most of his points off of off of uh, free throws, yep. and that's ridiculous for somebody who has no no type of burst um, w- with his legs for him to be able to be for for you to say for the for the refs to have an excuse saying he's beating somebody off the off the dribble that bad to where they have to foul him or put him in the contact when they all they have to do is really stand in front of him and he has no burst to get past them is ridiculous. But, yeah, uh, we definitely need to give Coach Bud some credit. Um, if I, if nobody else will, I will. There you go. He did, one, he did one hell of a job tonight. All right, Nate, yep. thanks for the call. Yeah, that's, Appreciate that's a great it. point. That is a great point. And I, you know, I'm not saying that the criticism for Budenholzer was unfair by any stretch. I'm, I'm not saying that. But I agree with Nate that you do have to give credit. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot like – you know, we were so quick to blame a uh, a baseball manager for the wrong bullpen move, but we we never we never really give him credit when boy, you know what that did, that flew under the radar. That dude pitched two and a third of score. I think we do have to for now. We do have to take a little different view of Budenholzer. Just for now, that may change down the line, but. Let's let's give credit where credit is due. This team has been one of the best basketball teams in the business here the last three years. They're now in, into the Eastern Conference Finals. That's two of the last three seasons. It's time to give them a little bit of credit, and, and uh, you can put a stay of execution if if you will and if you want. But I, I I'm with some credit tonight. All right, let's go to James Southside. You're next to Milwaukee's basketball postgame show with the franchise, Tim Allen, to me, Steve Sparky, Fiverr. Sam Schmitz producing the show tonight. Guys, guys, I was I had all my content lined up until this last call. Budenhoser, this game was over early with some very basic fundamental basketball plays. That last play of regulation, Giannis should have been on Durant. Everybody knew Durant was getting the ball. Everybody knew the shot was coming over the top, and everybody knew that Durant could shoot over Tucker. Why was not Durant matched up with in length, speed, and athleticism? Giannis should have been on Durant. The game was over early. Budenholzer does not deserve any credit. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, boy. Well, well, they did get the victory. Early. And I agree with you on, on Giannis on KD. Stevie, I told you that I'd just put Giannis on KD and go mono. Or mono, double KD. That's been suggested for, for days. And then, and then give him All some right. help. And, give and him then, a little help on top the, of it. 
Here's the other point. Okay, look, Holiday is an expensive investment that we had on this team. He's a great addition. I, you know, it's good. Holiday's good. He's struggling. But when the dude can't put the ball in the rim, you have to get him out of the game. There were so many moments when there was a transition of your first-string players to your second-string players. A guy like Forbes could have came in, spread the floor, and made things easier for the whole squad. I'm not relying on Bryn Forbes to move on in Game 7 of of this series. There's are way better. No. How can you deny? How can you deny? How can you deny what Holiday has put on the floor for – Eight games in a row. James, listen, I don't – James, away from that. James, thanks for the call. Listen, I, I don't disagree with you that he has not been good offensively. He was like one for ten from three in one game. So, look, I, I agree with you. He's not good offensively. Bryn Forbes is streaky as streaky can be. Can be just as hot as just as cold in a game-to-game situation. But what Holiday provides you that Forbes does not is defense. And that's what they decided that they were going to go with. They were going to go with the best defenders – uh, on the floor more and more times than not. That's why I think part of the reason was that Lopez was out there for his shot blocking ability and to try and be somewhat of a rim protector for came this box basketball time. Late of KD right. came up with a huge block. Correct, Brooke did no yeah. question a huge block a- at the end and uh, a big play there at the end uh, as well, like you were just talking about. All right, let's go to another call. Let's go to Steve in Washington D.C. You're next. I'm Milwaukee's basketball post game show on 12:50 a.m. The fan. Hey, Sparky. You know, Lopez has got to be the MVP of this game. That block shot at the end of the game, or not near the end of the game, was just mm-hmm. incredible. That saved the game. You know, and to blame him, uh, you know, for the inbounds play at the end of the game, you're not getting a shot up that, I, I think that's a, that's a false narrative. I really do. He throws an air ball up. They get the ball. They can go up the court and get a layup. You know, I really think that Lopez is the MVP of the game. What did he have? Seventeen points in that game? Yeah, Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez on the night ended up seven of eleven in forty-six minutes, three of four from three, two of two at the line, nineteen points, eight boards, yeah. one assist, yeah. one steal, four block shots. You know, that that defensive play, that block shot on Durant at the end of the game. Huge. That was just absolutely incredible. That was a game saver. The Bucs didn't get possession right away, but it eventually they did on that trip down the court. But they came back and they scored. And that was the turning point in the game without a doubt in my mind. That was an incredible play. You know, and yep. the defense forced them, forced Durant to go to the basket, and there was Lopez. And he was always he's always been there throughout the season and he made the play without a doubt. You know, I know in that inbound play at the end of the game, they missed um Giannis, you know, he, he probably could have made a play there, but you know, if if, if Lopez throws an air ball up, Nets yep. get a rebound, they go up the court, get a layup, that's a different True. game. That's it's a good point. But you could just tell by his reaction he didn't know what the heck was going on. You could just no, tell. There was, he, he had no he idea plays, what was going on. He, he plays a little out Thanks of control for the call. at times. I think he gets a little little too out of control at times, but um, I, they should have gotten a shot off. There just should have been a better designed play there to get to get a better shot. That was your game. I mean that that you put a bucket in there with just over seven seconds left. You got a little over two on the shot clock, and you're up two. 
I mean, that that was the – you put in a bucket right there if it's a better designed uh, play. And credit the Nets, I guess, for, you know, disrupting things a little bit. Let me just say uh, – go back to uh, – to to the Bryn Forbes thing. Here's here's my philosophy on that, and I understand that it's a little bit of a roll of the dice. He is streaky. You're right, but they lose by going to Bryn Forbes. He comes in here and in the second half goes one for nine or something. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. They stuck with Holiday. They stuck with. Let's not forget the two buckets he did make in an absolute critical moment of this game in the fourth quarter. Okay, I'm not saying it it salvaged his entire game or his his entire postseason. This is why I'm a little curious. The sample size was low. When they acquired Holiday, his his postseason numbers were really good. Now, again, the sample size is a little small, but this is sort of why they brought him in here to two reasons. One would be those types of statistics, um, you know, moving forward. But the other is to at least get this quasi big three going. Now, does it pale in comparison to some of the other big threes around the NBA? Of course, you know, by name and by, by results, but it, it at least put them on the map here. They've got Middleton, obviously Giannis, and then you, you tuck in holiday in there. He didn't make two huge shots there at the end there, but I, I agree in this regard this should have should have been on on Holiday himself. He, if you're not feeling it, dude, you gotta you gotta lay back a little bit offensively. Play your defense, and it's uh, it's really good, obviously. But occasionally, you know, a player like that, if he's if he's really struggling, you got to take that upon yourself to get to 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 dish a little bit more and get a bit uh, better chance at least to make a bucket. No question. Got some more people on hold. John in Waukesha, Aaron in Freedom. Still room for you if you want to jump aboard. Milwaukee's basketball postgame show special edition. Tim Allen, Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer here. Bucks get the win 115-111 over the Brooklyn Nets. Giannis with 40 points, 13 boards, 5 assists uh, in the game. 23 for Chris Middleton, including some big shots on 9-28 shooting. The only player to score off the bench for the Bucks was Pat Connaughton, who had Three, I guess you could say big threes because they all came at pretty opportune times where they needed to stop net runs. So, uh, so, so big, who was the MVP then? I mean, who was the MVP of this game? I mean, do, uh, well, do, do you I, look for at me, Middleton for recovering? Do you look at yeah, Brooke Lopez for filling out the, the I, checking a bunch of boxes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't give it to Brooke. I'm sorry. I mean, I okay, that, that fiasco at the end. Uh, it, it, to me, it's Middleton hitting big shots at the end. Now, obviously, they're not in that position at the end without Giannis. He had a huge baby hook shot there at the end that he kind of yeah. threw into. Um, I don't know. I, I I guess I would kind of lean Middleton, but I understand if you're going to give it to the guy that got 40 and 13 and 5. Like, it's hard to argue not giving it to him, but as far right. as big plays down the stretch, I mean, a lot of that was Milton. And then, of course, Brooke Lopez, including the fiasco at the end uh, in the corner, that if they would have lost that game, oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, man, uh, that's what I was focused on. No yeah. question. Yeah, Sparky, Tim Allen, back with more of your calls after this. 115-111. Bucks heading to the Eastern Conference Finals. Those start on Wednesday. Without a two minutes and 45 seconds, as Giannis goes to the rim and draws the foul. Wow, that was impressive right there, Marv. Just a little bit, of, a, a little screen right there. Beautiful pocket pass, getting Giannis on the move. 
Durant just a little late coming over to contest, and Giannis just elongates, uses that length. Able to get to the rim, three-point play opportunity. You talk about stepping up. <laughs> the stars are doing just that. Indeed, they were tonight as the Bucs beat the Brooklyn Nets here in Game 7 to move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Welcome back. It is Milwaukee's Basketball Postgame Show Special Edition tonight. Uh, Tim and Sparky and a, a Bucks overtime victory. You know, there's, uh, there's something to be said about Game 7s in the world of sports, elimination games. You know, obviously, football is, is a one-game uh, elimination in the postseason, but you get to hockey, you get to baseball, you get to basketball. There's just this allure of a, a game seven. And then you, you, you press it a little bit, and it's into overtime. And it is every possession. It's every single possession. I sat and took notes this entire game, and I, you know, I'm going to go back and relive this thing. I want to hear. We'll get you a couple of comments from Coach Bud coming up. Uh, in just a little bit also uh, Giannis as well but the Bucks do move on and we're celebrating that as they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals 414-799-1250 all right let's go to John in Waukesha you're next Milwaukee's basketball postgame show with Tim and Sparky hey guys wow what a great win for the Milwaukee Bucks Huge. I mean this is this was great I mean it was emotional roller coaster of a game and I was watching this at a sports bar in Waukesha and everybody was into it the whole time. And I just felt that even with a four-point lead with 47 seconds, I didn't feel quite comfortable for some reason. But I felt as long as we got into overtime, I thought, well, at least we have a chance to still win this game. And that was great. I mean, sometimes you got to get lucky. And with Durant having his foot on the three-point line, so it was a two-point instead of a three, that was that was awesome. I just felt like, you know, sometimes you got to have luck on your side. And... um so I thank God for that. Um, but, yeah, Middleton, I always felt that he could uh, carry us through in the second half. I was telling my coworkers via text that, you know, we got to have Middleton got to get hot, to get hot and which he did. And he can uh, take over games. And it was great to see Giannis go to the basket with authority because I think we do very well when he does that. And then also, you know, Holiday, I have to admit, you know, he was frustrating me throughout the game. But he finally came through at the end, and he made those key shots that we needed to get us over the hump. So that was fantastic. So uh, very one of the most exciting wins in Bucks history, I think. It felt yeah, like we oh, won the oh. championship. And it oh, felt for, like a boxing sure. match is what it felt like. I don't know about <laughs> you, but I, I feel like I'm exhausted from just watching that game, Tim. You know, the, there are going to be, uh, you know, J.R. Radcliffe, Journal uh, Sentinel, is uh, is pretty good about going back historically and in some of these types of situations. And, and he will probably uh, rank... Uh, the some of the biggest victories in in Bucks history, obviously. I mean, the NBA title is is um, you know notwithstanding, but this is John. You're right. This is one of the biggest wins in the franchise's history. When you think about it. when you think about the landscape here of, well, wow. Now let's compare who's alive. The rest of the teams, not only in the East, but look over in the West. Who's alive? How do they match up? How how's the landscape here? It's 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 huge. Okay, the other thing is, we we talk about Middleton stepping up, turning turning that game around or his game around in in the second half. Okay, fair enough, and and we credit that. Uh, Brooke Lopez, uh, a nice stat line. But I think when you're shooting thirty eight percent, whereas your opponent's going fifty percent, 
and you're still in this basketball game, I think you have to lean in that concept or theory over to Giannis for keeping this thing together. Because when when Holiday and Middleton couldn't hit the backboard, in fact, they were hitting the backboard. Yes, Sometimes they were. the side <laughs> yes. of the backboard. Correct, yes. Um, you know, but but it's Giannis that sort of kept him in there. At halftime, I still felt okay. This They should have been down by 16, no not question. just six at half. Yep, absolutely right. No question about that. Let's get back to some more calls here. Let's go to Aaron in Freedom. You're next here on 1250 AM, The Fan. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. You bet. Um, so, for the, so I would say going into the series, I was nervous. But once once game three came around and, and uh, the fans, it was off the walls, game three and game, uh, and game four in the, in the Pfizer Forum, that's when I knew that we were going to win the series. Well, the missed shot by Durant in game three. Cle- clearly, well, that was the game three, right? That was the 86-83. Yes. Yeah. I was there yeah, at that, that game. That, that, was, that was the that tipping was point. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was huge. And, and all of a sudden, we, we have the same type of situation, only this time he cans it to tie the game. He could have done the same thing in game three, and who knows where we're at Correct. if and that shot more, goes one down. One more question is, um, going into the next series, how do we, get, how do we play better on the road? I don't have an answer for you, but I, this is what I'll say. This experience here of winning this game seven should yeah. do more for their mental psyche than anything that could have happened in the regular season. All this crap about, well, losing in the regular season will help them better in the postseason. Well, maybe losing in the regular season more this year helped them in this seven-game series. I don't know. But the one thing that seemingly consistently happened was panic set in. They went to isolation basketball and couldn't finish. And in the first half of this game, like I said, they they looked scared to death, hitting the side of backboards, turning it over. It was awful in the first half. But as Tim pointed out, they were still in it. To win this this game seven the way they did, I, I don't think you'll see a panic Bucks team anymore on the road the rest of the playoffs. Even I really if don't. They're down. Even if they're down. I just don't yeah. think you'll see them rattled again. Maybe I'll be wrong. Thanks for the call. Maybe I'll be wrong, Tim. But I, I just think this Game 7, again, kind of propels them to win this whole thing. And then this is a little bit of a payoff of the experience that they've gone through here the last couple of years. They, they were in a, a driver's seat against Toronto. You would assume that they, you know, the bubble, the bubble series, uh, second round against the Miami Heat. That man, what a disappointment there! But all that experience, and then this, a game seven on the road. They say, you know, an NBA series, a seven gamer. You know, the series doesn't really get going until a road team wins. Correct. Well, it not only got going, but it ended once the first game was won by the road team, and that was tonight in OT. Yeah, no question about that. Let's go to Mike in River Falls. You're next on Milwaukee's basketball postgame show here on The Fan. What's going on, Mike? What's up, fellas? Yeah, man, still all coming off that high. What a game. What a series. Uh, hats off to the Nets, uh, Kevin Durant. Just an absolute stone cold killer. And, uh, fellas, I don't know when I was watching the game here with uh, the guys, we were so deflated when he hit that three point shot. I mean, excuse me, shot. We thought it was going to be a three, and the Bucks were going to lose in heartbreak fashion. Thankfully, it was a two. And I'm thinking, okay, overtime, it looks like Durant is stuck on automatic and he's going to take over this overtime and win this game. Boy, was I, was I, was I glad I was wrong. And thankfully, I was wrong. Uh, Giannis Middleton was clutched down the stretch. Holiday. So many guys showing so many stretch when it looked like the Nets could take over and put this game away in overtime. 
it just they kept messing shots. They were hitting there down the stretches of the, the latter half of the second half, and the Bucks were able to somehow convert when they went scoreless for that whole stretch. And I'm thinking, okay, they got this now. And Middleton um, hit that little hopper there in the lane, and I'm thinking, okay, I think they're going to win this game. So it's just I thought this would be the biggest roadblock for the Bucks, and I didn't know how it would play out. I thought the Nets would probably win it at home in Game Seven, and and the Nets um, and the Bucks went blow for blow with them. And fellas, now I'm looking at this path now. That we got this monster roadblock out of the way, I think the Bucks are in favorite position to win the title. Philly or Atlanta doesn't scare me. I mean, they don't trust Ben Simmons to have the damn ball. Atlanta's a young team. Trey, Trey Young's a baller. But the two teams in the West, Suns are are great, and Clippers are without Kawhi. So, fellas, I'm looking at the Bucks' position. This this they should be the favorite to win the title at this point because uh, the Nets I thought were the favorites, and after that I thought the Bucks are lined up position. What are your thoughts on that? Hell of win, great game. Tip of the cap to the Nets, and I'm glad that the Bucks are uh, dancing, man. What a what a great time to be a Bucks fan, fellas. Thanks for the time. Yeah, it is. It's one of the bigger wins in franchise um, history. It is when you when you look at what they were up against here with the Nets. Now again, they, a little bit of a luck factor involved here. You have to think about this: uh, a half of Harden and no Kyrie. And so, you know, we I don't want to again. I don't want to hear about it. I, I don't. It takes a lot to win an NBA title, but it takes right. a little bit of that also. Absolutely. And that and, team, and Sam, Sam is here. Sam Schmidt's producing the show tonight. There's probably someone out there that has the latest odds out there. We ought to get our boy Horvat on the air here to see what the yeah, he's in DC. What, so I what, right what what the odds are here, but you know, driver's seat. Hmm. Driver's I'd seat. Like to, I'd like to think. I already get somebody text a, me, Tim, and say, "Well, but is, is Butt unfireable now? No. If they lose the next series, he's going to get fired. He he's not going to be here if they don't get to the finals. Because now all the pressure's on Butt. Now they look at this next series, and like I've been telling you, they're going to be the favorite to win it. Whether it's Philly, and if they have home court against Atlanta, then they're going to be a huge favorite to win it to beat Atlanta." If they stumble and fall apart and lose for some reason, it's going to be Bud's butt. I can promise you. But, but let's uh, let's get away from that for a second. I'm not sure how I missed this, but now I'm seeing it on Twitter, Tim. And I don't want to play the video till I hear it in a break to make sure he didn't swear or anything. But I'm seeing a topless Bart Winkler walking around his yard um, with a video camera in front of him. I, I, I and then later down uh, on the comments. Uh, somebody asked, "Is this your is your wife home?" And she's he responded with, "She will not like this." So I'm not really sure what the heck is going on here with Bart topless in his yard an hour ago. Oh, goofy but, Bart. But in there the in the break, I will uh, listen to it, and if it's safe to play on the air, we will play it for you uh, at some point here. Bucks over the Nets, one fifteen, one eleven, Eastern Conference Finals start on Wednesday. Let's go to right. Jim in Chicago. You're next on 1250 AM, The Fan with Tim and Sparky. Hey, a great win. Great win for the Bucs. You know, uh, you know all of all of those who are talking about, well, you know, they didn't do this or that. You know, at this point, it doesn't matter because they won. Correct. They won this. They won the series. No one believed they could do it. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people around the country that don't live in Brooklyn who are really excited for the Milwaukee Bucks right now because I, I think the, the Brooklyn Nets have become that kind of the villain status team. So it's exciting to to have that and to have our team be the one that that has done that. Um, you know, I, I just I, I just can't even express how excited I am. This is probably one of the biggest wins in the last thirty or forty years for the Bucks. 
And uh, I look at the teams that are left, and I don't see any reason why we can't be the best team that's, that's left standing out there right now. They may be hoisting a, a trophy here. It's going to be fun here the next series, Eastern Conference Finals again, and, and then you, may, you get the NBA Finals. Uh, it's all it's all looking good, Jim. It it is, and and but this let's relish in this victory here tonight, as it clearly when it's the Brooklyn Nets they were put together to win this game. They were put right. together to win this series. They yep. were put together to win the next series and the one after that. And and the Bucks were their roadblock, regardless of injuries. I, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter. That, that plays into this a little bit. But, hey, they were put together. They failed on this one. And the, the Bucks excelled in this one. And, and, Willie Adamas, a two-run jack in the top of the ninth for the Brewers to give him the lead 6-5. Oh, there you go, Willie, with another four-hit game. There you go, Willie. Willie Adamas has three doubles and a two-run homer for the Brewers. Don't you move him from that two-hole. Craig Council, I'll wring your neck. You leave him at two. I don't care how... Vogelback is doing. He's your two-hitter, Adamas. I saw a tweet from Kurt Hogue uh, from the Journal Sentinel who just tweeted out 28 seconds ago, Willie Adamas didn't want to ruin the Milwaukee vibes tonight. So I was like, huh? So I look over at the box score. Sure enough, Brewers up 6-5 after a two-run jack from Willie Adamas. Oh, oh baby. Is uh, is Hater available and ready to go? I, I would think so. Uh, let's see. So far, Hauser, Suter, and Richards have pitched. The council said Hater would be available today because – we don't pitch him two innings anymore. So, yeah, I would yeah, imagine right. he'll be good to go tonight. Get one more oh, call man. in here. John River West, you're next uh, with Tim and Sparky on 1250 AM, The Fan. Hey, Tim. Hey, Sparky. I already called my dad. I said, happy Father's Day, Dad. You <laughs> and me are going uh-huh. to the NBA Finals. We've had a pack for 20 years that we'd go to a Wisconsin team finals game. Brewers got close in 11 18, the Bucks in 2019, obviously, but this year, the Bucks, it's time. Let's get this. Well, I hope you get that opportunity. Yeah, I. We all hope you get that opportunity. All right. Thanks for the call. That's all he had. (laughs) All right. That's all. All right, John. Uh, yeah, are we going to get some comments from Coach Bud here? We have him, yeah. Sam, uh, Sam's okay. got it all lined up here. we got Giannis, right. uh, the whole deal. So, yeah, we'll do that yeah. coming up next. Uh, Bucks, they get the uh, win tonight, headed to the Eastern Conference Finals, 115-111. Now Bucks fans have a reason to watch Atlanta Philly tomorrow because now you're going to see who you play. So if Atlanta wins, you're at home at 5-0-4 Wednesday night. Philly wins, you're on the road in Philly uh, against Doc Rivers and the Sixers. And I, I got to tell you, of all the teams in the NBA, the one dude that might be at the top of my list that I cannot stand the most is Joel Embiid. So there's a part of me that wants the Bucs mm-hmm. to beat Joel Embiid. There is. There's a part of me that wants to beat Joel Embiid. There, there's another part of me that wants to face the Hawks so we can have home court advantage. So, I mean, but at the end of the day, neither team. Neither team well, I, I want to see someone else miss free throws at the rate that Giannis does. Maybe even worse in Philadelphia. Yeah. That's, Simmons that just yeah. cannot shoot a free throw. Horrible. Just uh, horrible. So keep that in mind if, if that's if that's their opponent moving forward. Speaking of which, did you guys uh, notice that Giannis, I am shocked here that they didn't call a delay on Giannis on, uh, at the charity stripe. How much time? 
I got to be fair here. I thought it was a, a crazy call uh, earlier in this series that they did it late in the game. You do it early in the game, I don't have a problem with it. But the crowd was all I, over Giannis. Man. I, I'll just say this. We got to get to a break. But I'll just say this. They interviewed Steve Javi, a, a former NBA ref, probably the one ref I hated the most uh, as a Bucks fan throughout his time in the NBA. And Javi said that he would not even consider blowing a whistle until, in his head, he had counted to 13, 12 or 13. At that point, then okay. he would consider it. Cushion it. Right. But the other part of this is, and I don't know this one way or the other, you just wonder if the NBA said, listen, he's a multiple MVP. We're not blowing the whistle on him taking forever to shoot free throws, guys. We're just not doing it. So not in this situation, not in a game seven. That's not going to decide this game. So he's going to do whatever he does and just let it play out. That's not going to decide the game. You just wonder if the NBA didn't step into the referees and say, listen, we're not blowing whistles on Giannis for this. We're just not. All right, so the Bucs get the win. Uh, If you're on hold, we'll get you coming up. Plus, we're going to hear from Giannis and uh, Coach Budenholzer all straight ahead. Bucs headed to the Eastern Conference Finals. Forty-five seconds left in overtime. Ten on the shot clock. Middleton spinning and hits. Big bucket for Chris Middleton. And the Bucks take the lead. 113-111 as the Nets call for time. That turned out to be the game winner right there. 113-110 lead, uh, or 111 lead. They go on for a... 115-111 victory. Welcome back in uh, that highlight from TNT. Milwaukee's uh, basketball postgame show special edition tonight. Tim and Sparky celebrating a Game 7 victory. Bucks beat the uh, mighty Brooklyn Nets. Now, all that have said that yeah, that little small market thing, that little non-big three team, well, turn the page on that because the Brewers are headed to the Eastern Conference Finals. And uh, just a little cherry on top here, the uh, Brewers are leading now in that uh, game in Colorado. We'll keep you posted. Uh, where are we going Let's here? Let's go to, to Billy? Billy and Brown Deer. You're next yeah. uh, with Tim and Sparky. I can't What's think up? Of two better people to talk to than Tim and Sparky right now on tonight. How you doing, gentlemen? What's up, man? What's going on? I'm it's more important how you are. I'm telling you right now. It, it, right now, I, I, I'm very excited because right now, it's been a long time. I remember talking to you guys when it was Bucks versus Chicago. I remember talking to you, Sparky, when we was at State Fair, and it was Chris Middleton. And Brandon Jenner just got traded to the team. And he was at State Fair interviewing his cats at 4 o'clock. Yep, that's right. You understand? You understand? It's been a long time, bro. And I remember it was 2-0-2. The Bucs were down. And everybody said it's over. I remember when it was 3-2, the Bucs were down. Everybody said it's over. It's game seven and we won. I just want to let that resonate. Let that vibrate through the energy right now. The team that everybody thought could not make it. With with players who – Nobody even knew when they came. You, could you imagine the many people who walked past Chris Middleton in a white polo and black dress pants that stayed fair when he got here? And right now, we're looking at perhaps one of the, I don't want to be cocky, but easier. Not not easy, but easier. Easier conference, conference finals than playing against LeBron or the Raptors. And then perhaps we play against the Suns. I'm excited right now for what we did, no matter what happens next. I want to say thank you to Tim. I listen to you. 
Tim, you 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 a veteran, Sparky, you a veteran. You guys keep it one hundred percent real. We had Monte, Brandon. You didn't you didn't sugarcoat anything. You kept it one hundred percent real. It was an option we could win this thing, an option, a small option, and it happened. I saw what that happened. The Bucks did it tonight, guys. Yeah, they we did. We do it all the yes. time. We did it tonight, guys. On Father's Day, awesome. we did it tonight, guys. Happy Come Father's on, Day to everybody on, that's yes. a father, Billy. Thanks for the call. Come on tonight, baby. Yeah. We did it tonight, guys. There you go, Billy. Thanks for the call. Appreciate you, you, it. You have to let that resonate. You just do, and this is, this is a part of the – Again, those tough losses is what makes this all the sweeter. It is. And I love that word resonate as the Bucks take game seven over the Brooklyn Nets. Just, again, Billy, I'm with you. Resonation. Again, a 15-win season not so long ago. Hunter in the Deer District, or was that the Deer District? You're next on the fan. What's up, Hunter? Hey there, Sparky and Tim. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I was I was at the Deer District uh, tonight for the game, and it was just the energy was absolutely unreal, and just the just the amount of joy, especially after going through the last year and a half that we have to be able to to experience that with so many other fans, and then after the game, people honking their horns. You can hear my voice is even a little hoarse from yep. screaming, but you know, towards the end of that game. There was, you know, constantly fans just saying, can we just have one? As Wisconsin sports fans, there's just been so much so close, but not quite getting it. And finally tonight we're able to get that big victory. And so it was just a huge sigh of relief. And the, uh, the eruption from the crowd, I'll, I'll never forget it, honestly, when, when Durant missed that last shot. So it was unreal tonight. I, I can imagine oh, it was. Man. We were watching it on TV, jealous that we weren't there and we were here. Yeah. But still, couldn't pass up doing a postgame show tonight for sure. Hunter, thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. All right, so Bucks get the win. Brewers are up 6-5 with a runner on first and one out uh, in Colorado in the ninth. But let's hear from Giannis. Uh, after Giannis has a big game for the Milwaukee Bucks in this win again to the Eastern Conference Finals, 40 points, 13 boards, 5 assists on 15 to 24 shooting, 8 of 14 at the line, 2 of 6 from 3. Giannis talks after the game. Like hook shot you've had on your right. about a minute left in overtime. Uh, was able to get in, uh, in my spot. Uh, no, and uh, I, I love the hook shot. Um, and I was able to get to a spot and just uh, get a hook. <sighs> For you in this game, obviously, you have a huge minutes load. You get to do a little bit of everything. Um, out of halftime, you guys switch the defensive matchups so that you could kind of be the guy that gets a switch on the hard and gets a switch on Durant and, and kind of do that. Just what did you think of that adjustment and, and what did you think of the opportunity to get to do that? Great adjustment. Um, we realized that I was always away from the ball on uh, on the reds and the switches. So uh, I think great adjustment by coach out of the halftime. Told me to switch the matchup. So I give the guy that switch on uh, KD, James, and whoever has the ball. Uh, you know, as I said, as I said um, last game, we just want to make them play one on one basketball. Try to keep them in front. Try to make them uh, hit tough shots. And um, after, uh, if they make a shot, do not get discouraged. Keep guarding them. Uh, keep making it tough for them. And uh, I think um, coming out of the second half, we were able to keep them in front. There wasn't having a lot of feel good plays. You know that everybody touched the ball when the ball moves. When you um, 
you switch and you hit the guy in the pocket and the, the guy from the pocket hit the guy in the corner and the guy from the corner hit the guy on the wing and the guy driving. They didn't have plays like that. So, so we were doing our job. We were allowing them to play like deep into the clock that we wanted, uh, wanted them to take tough shots with like four seconds left, five seconds left, three seconds left, six seconds left. So uh, it was great, great adjustment by coach. I'm curious, what did it feel like for you to, to write eight on the board tonight? Just being able to beat this this Nets team in advance of the Eastern Conference Finals. Man, um, it, it's a great feeling. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, uh, I try not to, you know, get too high, not to get too low. But uh, I almost got emotional a little bit out there, you know, because like the team really, really tried their best, you know, and uh, we, we we kept our composure. We were down to zero, you know. A lot of people didn't believe that we could make it. We went back home and we protect, you know, home with our unbelievable fans, you know, and um, just being able to come to New York and we've already come here five times in the last five games. We were all for five. So just coming to New York again, game seven, you know, and um, everybody's anxious, everybody's nervous, you know, and be able to execute, believe in one another, trust one another, it was it was it was big time. And I'm really happy for this team. I'm really happy for what we got done. Really happy that we were able to write eight on the board, but the job is not done. We gotta keep believing in ourselves. We gotta keep playing good basketball, uh, and uh, take it game by game. The job is not done. We 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 halfway, halfway through. Um, so so yeah, that's it. What do you think of Drew being able to step up in that big spot? I know he struggled with his shot in the first three quarters, four quarters, and then late in the game he just didn't take shots. That's what he does. That's what it does, you know. Uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you knock down shots, don't make shots, miss shots. It doesn't really matter, you know. At the end of the day, if you can keep your composure and you know stay within the game and uh, keep making the right play, eventually it's gonna fall. Eventually, you gonna make the right pass, you gonna make take the right shots, you gonna make some shots, and that's what I think what he did. And uh, he was able to uh, give us a a big boost at the end. Jim Mazarski. Uh, along those lines, Giannis, is that the, um, an illustration, I guess, of, of what you meant the other night when you said we're built for this, the way I think Drew three of five in the fourth, Chris four of seven. They, you know their nights were they, they struggled till then. Chris hits the game winner. Their defensive stops late. It, I mean, Brooke even, the block after, you know, what happened at the other regulation. Is that the kind of thing you're talking about there when you say you're built for it, just sort of that um, – not the physical ability, but sort of that mental toughness too. Yeah. When did I say that? I, I said that after in the media. Six, after game six, yes. <laughs> I said in the media, huh? so I yes. can't take it back. Okay. Um, so what I meant by that is that we've all worked extremely hard to be in this moment. You know, and I'm not Game seven, like you, like you watch this growing up on TV, and see like the all-time greats going head to head in Game Seven, and um, you know, getting big wins. So no matter what, you know, you lose the game. But at the end of the day, we worked extremely hard our whole life for this moment, right? So I wanted everybody to, to, 
to live up this moment, to to feel this moment, to cherish this moment. You know, because we we are built for this. That's why we are here. You know, no matter the pressure, no matter what's going on, we are built for this, right? So uh, believe. We believe in who we are. Uh, no matter what happens, win or lose, we're going to stay together. And uh, we're just going to go out there and compete. Well, there he is, Giannis, after the uh, Bucks overtime victory here in Game 7 against the Brooklyn Nets. And they're built for this. And, and I agree with him on the, uh, on the Game 7. We, we started out uh, the show. Game 7s are just, man, there's something about them. It's every possession. It's every pitch. It's, 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 it's everything. It's elimination. I don't know if it's bigger than life. <laughs> but it's about as big as you can get in the world of sports, that's for sure. <laughs> no doubt about that. But, you know, again, in life, hey, man, if, if you look at, you know, life being complete with a ring, then let's – I, I say okay. it's the biggest thing in life. Yeah, Bucks get the win 115-111. We'll hear from Mike Boonhoser coming up next here on Milwaukee's Basketball Postgame Show with Tim Allen and Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. So Giannis knocks down both of them. And Giannis seems to shoot better when the crowd is yelling there. But since that air ball, he's been effective knocking down his free throws. Yeah, there it is on TNT. You hear the chants and the numbers and the dribble. It almost sounds like a, a New Year's Eve countdown in reverse right there. Yeah. Bucks get a victory tonight. Relish in this one. Uh, as one of our callers said, let that resonate. Bucks beat the Nets in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Semis, and they're headed back to the Eastern Con- Conference Finals again uh, for the second time in the last three years with a uh, an overtime victory tonight, and I think everybody's enjoying that. By the way, it is a final in Colorado, and the Brewers do snap their five-game losing streak. They get a victory over the Rockies, and... We'll be talking a lot of Brewers baseball tomorrow after the last pitch as you make the switch. But a lot has been uh, talked about with uh, regards to Coach Bud and his future. Can we call a timeout on that? Can we reconvene no. the conversation no. at, at least after this plays out? No. no well, I mean, I, I, I'm not changing what I've said and because and, I, I believe it, that I'm going to be right on this. If they lose this next series, he's done. I, I, I don't. And now, I mean, there's even more pressure now than there was before because now you took out, you know, the team that everybody thought was going to win this thing. So they're gone. You are now, again, the favor to win this thing. So you better go win it now. I mean, I, I just think if you're Lazary and Edens and those guys, if you lose in Eastern Conference Finals and have home court against the Hawks, it, you're going to be in trouble. If you lose Eastern Conference Finals against Philly – even though they're the one seed, I don't think the Bucks owners are going to look at it as, oh, well, you should have lost that because they're the one seed. I, I don't think they're going to look at it that way. Now, if they lose in the finals, okay, fine. Then, yeah, he's good. That's, that's he what comes, I was going to say. He comes look back. at the other side. What Realist- success here, right. not only winning, getting to the NBA finals or winning it, then does that change the narrative on Coach Bud? Well, it, again, I, I – I mean, we'll see. We don't. Nobody knows what the heck Mark Lazary is going to do. Let's be honest. We have no clue of of how he's going to go about this because, again, he's he's the emotional fan dude for the most part. That's kind of who he is. 
Uh, so we'll have to wait and see. Well, but we know we know one thing: if they win the NBA Finals, Coach Bud is not getting fired. Oh no! I think if they make the NBA Finals, I don't think Coach Bud okay. is getting fired. No, right, fair right. enough. He's, he's he's got to be pretty pleased after this victory. Let's hear from the Bucks head coach. So much uh, respect for the Brooklyn Nets, their players. Um, you know, all of them, to, to, from the top of the roster to the bottom. Uh, coach Steve Nash, his staff, Sean Marks, the GM. A lot of great people, a lot of respect um, for them. Um, hell of a series. So, um, yeah, first question. Uh, for you guys just late in the game, obviously, I mean, I think everyone hits a big shot. Giannis hits a post-up, a hook shot. Chris hits a big one. Drew hits a bunch of big ones late. Just what do you see from those three to be able to get to their spots, have the confidence, even though they might have struggled either from the free throw line or from the field earlier on in the game? Yeah, those guys, they just, you know, they're great competitors. Um, you know, I love the way they just keep coming, keep playing, um, find a way to win, a, a, you know, an overtime game on the road, game seven. They all made big plays down the stretch, and we need them, every one of them. For you, when, when you think of this game, I'm going to think of Brooke Lopez at center court just losing his mind after you guys seal this thing. Uh, I'm curious <laughs> for you, Brooke has that big block down on the other end. Just, just what do you think of his ability to affect the game? I thought he was great. You know, I, I felt like he shot the ball well. He, he did a lot of things for us. Um, you know, three threes, everyone big, you know, a couple finishes around the basket, um, screens. He just did a little bit of everything. You know, he's, he's a big part of who we are. The guys trust him. They know he's there. Um, he's incredible protecting the paint and um, taking all that away. You got to live away from the basket. Um, you know, lots of games while Brooke is playing. Can you take me through Durant's final two shots? I, I guess his final shot at the end of regulation and then his final shot uh, at the end of overtime. Both times, one-on-one coverage, one-time PJ, one-time Drew. Yeah, no, I mean, I thought, you know, really, really good individual defense both times. Um, you know, he's just, he's an incredible shot maker. Um, you know, and for us, uh, you know, just good to get that last stop, get that last miss, um, you know, and win the game basically on a defensive stop. For you, um, are you – was that Brooks mix-up on the shot clock? Uh, in, in no, that's me. I, I got I to gotta help him better. I got to do better, um, you know, so – um, and I think fortunate to, to come out and get the win. But in some ways, I think, you know, all of us were motivated, more motivated to make sure um, we got it. Um, but that's, that's on me. Yeah, okay. So he held himself accountable for the uh, 2.1 left on the, on the shot clock there at the end. And I thought that was game there. I didn't I, – I will say this. I did not feel good when – they're up two, and you, you make one basket, you're going to the Eastern Conference Finals, and you don't even get a shot off. And Horrible. that was disturbing right Horrible. there. Yeah, no question. And I don't know if he didn't know what the shot clock was or what the deal was because he threw the ball to Middleton, and he was getting, you know, again, aggressively defended as expected in that corner. Giannis was fighting to get to the rim with no luck whatsoever. You could have argued they should have called a foul at that point, but they didn't. Uh, yeah, and again, you know, sometimes you have to get lucky, and they got through it. Thank God. They did. They're back to the Eastern Conference Finals and uh, a lot more conversations regarding our Milwaukee Bucks starting Monday morning 
Bart Winkler and Wendy's Big Show, 10 to 2. And Rami Makhlouf's probably celebrating right now. He's, I'll tell you what, uh, both him and I earlier this season both adopted this basketball team. And it's been an entertain, uh, entertaining run thus far. And, and it moves on. The beat goes on here for the Bucks 2021 championship season. Coach Bud, we can talk about that. Giannis, the performance defensively uh, down the stretch. All that and more yep, starting Rami, on Monday. Yep, Rami was at the Deer District. Oh, okay. I'm seeing so you, video from four hours ago. So, yeah, he was there. Eyewitness account then on uh, Monday afternoon at 3. You guys have a great night. This has been a uh, special presentation of Milwaukee's basketball postgame show. Uh, there's Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Thank you to Sam Schmitz. My name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great night. See you tomorrow after the Brewers game. Joe Harris just flips it over to Jeffrey. Now, that does it. The Bucks with the 115-111 victory over the Brooklyn Nets. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.